Uh, this evening, uh, I want to I jump into what I started last month, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot about anything else. I just want to get into, get into uh, the genesis of leadership that we started last month, and I'm going to continue on in that. And there's some reason why, and, and uh, uh, why I'm really going down this vein. We started uh, this year out with uh, four focuses that we want to focus on. One is just to get healthier. Some of you working on that? Just, I mean, in every area of your life. I'm not just talking about physically, although that's good, right? Uh, but just being healthy spiritually, being healthy in your relationships, just being healthy every which way. Uh, secondly, is that we would just get better that we would just get better at what we're doing and just get better, be a better husband, better friend, better uh, whatever, just get better. Uh, Not better, better. There's some people getting bitter. Uh, I meet meet some folks that's like, oh my goodness, um, life's too short to waste your time on getting bitter. Uh, Definitely, there's some stuff that you can get bitter about if you allow yourself to. But uh, we're God's people, right? We live under uh, uh, a, a very different uh, uh, way that, than the world. Uh, we live by the power of the Spirit of God and by the Word of God, and, and we get to enjoy the benefits of that. Uh, also, not only do we want to get healthier and better, but we also want to uh, develop leaders. And not only the leaders around us, but uh, the leadership in us. And so uh, periodically throughout the year, I'm going to be focusing on these different areas. I'm going to focus on something all year, but I'm going to uh, focus on uh, different things. And, and uh, right now I'm focusing on leadership and uh, wanna, I want to call the leader out in you. There's, leader, there's leadership in all of us. There really is. There's leadership in all of us. Uh, many of us don't see the leadership in us. Uh, and, and as a result, we, we don't step up and and lead and uh, i i think one of the examples that come to me right now a young man by the name of david that stepped up and led uh in the face of a lot of leaders and he was just a young man and and a teenager and he got up and led and he he brought the children of israel to a place of victory uh, by bringing down a giant it's amazing what a leader can do in the face of opposition in the face of opposition, a leader can all he can lead a people into a place of victory, and we need more leaders uh, to step up and and lead the way that God intended them to lead. And so, right here in this in this place today, there are leaders in this place that need to recognize uh, that they have that leadership ability in them. And so that's, that's the third thing that we want to focus on. Fourth thing is we're believing that we're going we're gonna to double in a number of different areas in, in the church. And I want to see us double in, uh, in our attendance. We want to see double in the amount of people that are serving. I want to see double in people that are leading too. And so I'm believing God for, for a number of things this year. And, uh, and so in order for that to happen, we've got we to gotta minister the word. Uh, faith comes by hearing, by hearing the Word of God. And I, I think when I talk about leadership, many times people will excuse themselves and don't, they don't see themselves as, as qualifying as a leader. And, uh, and, and so we need to all see that we're leading. We're leading at some capacity, 
But I believe that God wants us to lead at, at the highest level and uh, to our potential in him. And so I want to take you to Genesis chapter uh, 1. And this is where I've taken uh, the thought from of, of leadership. There's three things that we pointed out uh, last month, and there's three things that I'm going to point out this month. I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give you the number two out of the three, and then next month I'll conclude with the third thing. But let's start with uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and, and 20 through 28. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Hey, we're created in the image of God. I, that's one of the coolest things in the world. If we'll get hold of it, that we're created in the image of God. The devil lies, and, 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 and a lot of people have bought, bought into the lie. I think one of the biggest problems that people have and why they don't lead is because they have an image problem. They don't see who they are in Christ. And, uh, you know, the devil, he came in, he's, he, he came in when he deceived Eve. And uh, what did he say? He says, he said something to the effect like, uh, you know, uh, God doesn't want you to eat like uh, from the fruit of this tree because he doesn't want you to be like him, in essence. Well, he was, uh, she was already like him. We're created in his image. And, and many times we, we don't recognize uh, who we are in Christ. Well, the word, the word is, is a mirror. It, it reflects who we are in Christ. That's why we have to be in the word, because it tells us who we are in him. And, and tonight, hopefully, uh, we can see that we are champions. We have been created to be champions in Christ. To be leaders in Christ. And so it says here, And God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the birds of the air. And over every living thing that moves on the earth. And, uh, and so let me, let me just uh, point out three areas here that I want us to look at. First of all, he says, be fruitful and multiply, multiply. And we looked at this last, last week, or last month, is that we were created to be productive. That God has created all of us to be productive, to be fruitful and to multiply. He wants us producing greatness out of our lives. That's, that's, that's something that every one of us ought to be expecting. That he does, he does want something to come out of our lives. There ought to be a steady flow out of our lives, uh, producing things for his glory. Uh, and so we, 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 we need to do that. And we talked about that last month. And then secondly, it tells us that we are to uh, not only be fruitful and multiply, but we are to, we are to subdue the earth. Uh, and, and so this is what we're going to talk about today, is that we were created to be influencers. We are, we are to influence this earth. It says, fill the earth and subdue it. We are to influence this earth. I think we ought to be the greatest influencers on the face of this earth, God's people. Influencing people. Influencing people, using your influence to, to lead people not only closer to God, but into the things of God. 
Our influence should be leveraged for his glory. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then, and then lastly, the Bible tells us to have dominion here on this earth and that we were all created to be leaders, and we'll talk about that uh, next, next month. So, we were created to be influencers, all of us. You and I were created to influence people. Uh, it doesn't happen automatically just because we uh, have been created to do that doesn't mean that we're automatically doing it. We, we have to be intentional about everything in the Word. We have to intentionally be influencing other people so that they follow us as we follow the Lord. That's what Paul said. And we need, to, we need to recognize that God called us to influence people. Otherwise, if we don't even see the calling on our life, we'll probably not function in it. We ought to be functioning in what God has called us to. Isn't that right? And, and so if we were created to be influencers, then we need to understand what it takes to influence people. And honestly, I just boiled it down to one thing. One thing and I'm going, to, I'm going to elaborate on that one thing. But if we're going to be influencers, then we must have a genuine, genuine love for people. And that's just a fact. We will never, ever influence people unless we have a genuine love for people. And people know whether we have a genuine love or not. In other words, we're all in. We're wholehearted. I mean, we are all in. We're all in in, in, in loving people. And when you love people and when you develop that love, and it's something that has to be not only developed, it's something that we have to work on. It's not something that just automatically happens. It's something that we need to... Because sometimes people are unlovely. Isn't that right? You ever met anybody that's unlovely? And, 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 and so it takes... It takes and there's, there's, people, there's people that are not bad people, and not necessarily unlovely, but they're not necessarily cooperating, and so it's very difficult to, to love them. You want to, uh, and all of us gravitate towards the negative. And love is very positive. And, and so we, we gravitate towards the negative. And, and you know, we got to think on these things. Think on those things that are lovely, a good report. And we have to think on the things that are going to be uh, producing love through our life. And I put the word genuine because uh, there's a lot of people that might love to a degree, but their, their love isn't as, as genuine as it needs to be. They're not all in. We've got to be all in, guys, in loving people. And so what I want to do is I want to break that down. I want to talk about how we can genuinely love people. How does that look? How can we, how can we do it? There's three things that we're going to look at, and then under those three things, I'm going to break down some thoughts about it. So let me, let me just say this. If we're going to genuinely love people, we have to have the right motive. Motive is everything. I remember God dealing with me about my motive in ministry. And some of you have heard me tell this, but I'm telling you, we need to hear this. Uh, he, he dealt with me in, in, in really just dealing with my heart that my motive was wrong for ministry. That I was doing it, I was doing ministry, I was teaching, but I was, I was doing it so I could release the gifts that I have. 
And I was doing it because of the call in my life, and sure, it's important that I do that, but he says your motive should not be because you're called. The motive shouldn't be because you're, because you're gifted. Your motive ought to be because you love me and because you love people. That ought to be the thing that motivates you to do what you do, not because you got to release your gift, not because you got a call in your life. Let it be that it's, you're being motivated by love. Everything that we do in, the, in, in, the, in, in this life ought to be motivated by love. Every, uh, the whole law is summed up in that. That it needs to be, we need to do what we do because we, we genuinely love God and we genuinely love people. And I'm telling you, it takes work. Because love is not selfish. And if you haven't noticed, we all are. We have a tendency to be think about, think about us, it's about us, it's about us. And I'm telling you, it changed the whole din- dynamic about, uh, of my ministry, of my, the way that I ministered. Because I used to minister being concerned about how I was observed, how I did ministry, how were people seeing me. Well, it wasn't about, I mean, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things that are wrong. And really, honestly, I had to change and I had to shift. It wasn't about me. It, it wasn't about what I did or how I did it. It was about the impact that I can make on those that I was ministering to. Right. Am I going to, am I, can I really help this person by the things that I'm saying? Not how eloquent can I say it so that I look good. And so it, it changed everything. It, all of a sudden, ministry wasn't about me. It wasn't about my comfort. It wasn't about how, how I was viewed. It was about the impact that I can make so that I can really, really help, that, help the other individual. My motive had to be right. And, and you know, the Word of God, Scripture says that the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart or the motives of our heart. And so God, God dealt with me. Everything that you do is done through love. You make sure that it's done through love. And so there's two thoughts I want to give you under this, this one heading here that we must have the right motive. Number one, we need to do it for God's glory. That's the first motive. We're doing it because we, we truly honor you, God. It's for your glory. One of my daily prayers, one of my daily declarations, that I do it everything for his glory. That I, that I would recognize, seize, and leverage everything that God has for his glory. For his glory. Secondly, the second thing that we need to uh, have the right motive in is that we do it for, the, we do it for their good, for people's good. Not for my good. Because sometimes there's going to be some sacrifice involved. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And, and it might be a little difficult for you and I. But is it going to benefit others? Is it going to help others? So we have to have the right motive. Okay? Secondly, the second thing that I want us to look at today, not only should we have the right motive, but we need to have the right mission. The right mission. What's our mission behind what we're doing? Kind of, it kind of goes along with motives, but most people will know if our mission for influence is, uh, in, for influence in the life of another person is for self-seeking or for God. What's our mission for? Is it, is it, is it so that I can benefit? 
Am I in, do I want influence in your life so that I can personally benefit, or do I want influence in your life so that, it, 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 again, it's for God? And people will know if they're being used or abused. And, and I'm telling you, people will, people will be more uh, cooperative to give influence to you if you are using it for God and the mission is so that we can accomplish what God wants to accomplish in and through our lives. But if, it, if it's so that you can prosper or you can benefit or somehow you can get something out of it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, this happens a lot in churches. It does. And, and it really does. People come in with the wrong motive and they come in with the wrong mission. It's like, what, you know, they, what can I get? I'm going to milk the cow, get my milk, and, and once the milk runs out or I'm tired of drinking that kind of milk, I'll go somewhere else and milk another cow. And we've got to change. Christianity is, I mean, it, we, we, we no longer live for our own selves. It's no longer about us. The life that we live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God, and we live it, we're, we're no, it's no longer us that live, but Christ that lives in us. We're no longer our own. We've been bought by, the, by a price. It's no longer our life. The moment we became a Christian, and I like to say it this way too, the moment we became a leader, we forfeited the right to live for ourselves. It's no longer about us. I can tell this is exciting. But if you want influence, people, they, they need to know that you're not going to take the influence they give you and misuse it or abuse it. Amen. Far too many people getting hurt. Amen. I, even in marriages, people are doing, their, their mission is wrong even in a marriage. Their mission is about what they can get out of that marriage, what they can pull out of that marriage, what they can suck out of that marriage. What, and it, that shouldn't be our mission. Our mission ought to be for God. For God. What, what is it that God wants in our marriage? How can, how can we benefit or how can we bring uh, benefit uh, to, to God and how can we glorify God and how can we do what God wants us to do in and through our marriage? Is this helping? Let me give you a couple of scriptures. The Apostle Paul, uh, he had a, a, a young man, uh, and it's unfortunate uh, that he, he makes this statement that there are, there are very few people like Timothy. And it's because there are very few people that live that unselfish life that I'm talking about. Their mission is self-seeking, not for God. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 20. It says this in verse 20 through 22. It says, For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your sake, for all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. Notice this. He says, he says, I, I, he says, I, I can't find hardly, I can't find anybody like, like Timothy. He says, they all seek their own, not the things of Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to say, but you know his proven character that as a son with his father, he served me in the gospel. Boy, I love that. I'm looking for Timothys. I'm calling forth Timothys out of, out of every one of you. Come forth and be a Timothy. I'll not misuse or abuse your, your influence that you give me. 
I'll use it for God. My mission is not about me. My mission is for him. So that we could advance the kingdom of God. Grow a life-giving church that reaches the lost. Disciples the, the found and equips the next generation. Amen? Amen? A couple more scriptures along this line, and then I'm going to move on to next thought I'm going to give you. But first, uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19, uh, he said, uh, I am free, I am free, and don't belong to anyone. But I have made myself a slave or a servant to everyone. Why? I do it to win as many people as I can to Christ. He says, man, I, I, I go into people's lives and I serve them so that I can gain influence. And let me tell you why. Here's my mission, so that I can win them to Christ. I do it so that I can influence their lives for the things of God. Can you see that? And, and I, this, is, this is what I want developed. I'm, I'm telling you, I want our church to be as pure as possible. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the Lord. I want to see God at work in every area of our lives. And, and, and ha- here's how we can do it. We, we walk by the Spirit, we live by the Word. We walk by the Spirit, we live by the Word. And as we do that, it produces in and through our lives and in and through our church. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. Since, you, since you're eager to have spiritual gifts, excel in them so that you help the church grow. He says, here's, here's your motive, here's your mission. Do it so that you, you can help the church grow. All right? So first of all, have the right motive. Second of, secondly, have the right mission. Thirdly, have the right method. Let's make sure that when we go uh, uh, to gain influence in people that we're doing it with the right method. And I want to give you the methods here. And I'm just sharing some leadership thoughts, leadership the areas that I practice myself. These are things that I do. I do it with a genuine heart, a pure heart. I don't want to, I'm not doing it so that I can get out of you anything for myself. I want to do it for the glory of God so that we advance the kingdom of God. And, and at the same time, it will benefit your life. It will cause your life to be greater than it's ever been uh, without my influence in your life. Okay, so let me give you let me give you some methods that I use. Number one, I I, I always try to add value. So we do it the method. Number one method: do it through adding value. Add value. Add value. Add value. Add value. And, And you know, I know that when I'm ministering the word, as I'm doing tonight, that it's adding value. But I do it on one on one. Every chance I get, I want to add value in a variety of different ways. I'm constantly having my ear open to, to ways that I can add value. One thing that I definitely do, I do on a daily basis for, for all you, is I pray for you. Matter of fact, I pray, I pray for you. I mean, I really pray for you every day. That's one way I add value. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add value in many, many ways in your life. And when you add value to people, then what you do is you gain influence. And so if we're going to add value, then we've got to be sensitive to the needs of people around us. We've got to be sensitive. Uh, too many people are not sensitive to the people around them. Therefore, they don't, know, they don't even know what, what they need. And, and we need to be sensitive in adding value. So uh, we need to be opportunists. Seize opportunities to add value. Whether whatever it may be, okay, and and so number one, 
through adding value. Number two, through sacrificing. Sacrificing. There's that cool word, sacrificing. And and I I love to say it this way. It takes generosity, but many times it's going to take sacrificing. How How many of us are sacrificing for our relationships? And, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, a lot of times we don't sacrifice for those that are closest to us. I'm talking about, you know, it, sometimes we're, we're more generous with people that don't, that are not closest to us than those that are. And we need, we just need to be generous. You know, my mother was in the hospital six days this, this past week. And I was with her, uh, for the exception of Sunday, I went, uh, I went after uh, fuel up there. But for the exception of Sunday, I was with her from morning to evening, to morning until right before bedtime. And, uh, and just, just served her, just loved on her. Son, go, I'm okay. No, mother, I'm here for you. Just loving her. Just loving. I love my mother. I just, I just was there. Was I tired? I was tired. They didn't, they, but, you know... What a little sacrifice in comparison to what Christ has done for us. No comparison, right? And it's, it's no biggie. And, and some of us, uh, we, we, need to, we need to learn to sacrifice. We need to get out of ourselves and get into the lives of others and, and see what we can do to help other people. And as you do, they're going to give you influence. You start sacrificing for people. You watch and see if you don't gain some influence. Again, use that influence for God. Use it for the right purpose or the right mission. And as you do, then, man, I tell you, if we all start doing this, if we use our influence, we can, we can, we can fill this place over and over and over and over again using our influence for the glory of God. And, uh, and so anyway, and I, I tell you, uh, I, I don't have time. Just a lot of, lot of things. There's there this one lady that really helped me. I'll, I'll just tell you this, this little bit. She just really, really helped me because, you know, sometimes we sacrifice in one area but don't sacrifice in other areas. And, and I remember she just, she just ministered so much to me. She came to me. She said, Pastor, she says, uh, the Lord's just been dealing with me. Uh, she was a very generous, financially generous person. And she says, the Lord just been dealing with me that, uh, uh, that I, need to use, I need to get generous with myself. I've been stingy with myself. I give of my finances, but I'm not giving of myself. I've been stingy. And you know what it did? It pricked my heart. It's like, okay, I've been stingy in my, with myself, not realizing it. Sometimes we don't see it until, until there's a mirror that's thrown in front of us. And it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to make some changes in my life. I'm going to quit being stingy. And every chance I get, I'm going to, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to, I'm, going to be, I'm going to sacrifice if need be. I want, to, I want to help people. I want to help people. I want to advance your kingdom, God. And listen, we're here for a short time. Some of you are, are, are young. Some of you are not so young. But I'm going to tell you, for all of us, it's like a vapor. We're here and it's, and it's gone. No, lo- no matter how, how, how long we're here, it's, it's, it's here and then it's gone. And w- w- what are we going to invest in if not doing the things of God?
that really matters. Amen? Okay, let me give you two more things, uh, two more thoughts. Uh, number three is through submitting. Submitting. Let me give you a scripture here and, and just kind of, I wrestled with whether submitting or humility, and it's like, you know what, you can't, you can't uh, be humble and not submit. And really, if you're going to submit, you are humble. So I just use submitting. First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 5 through 8 says, Likewise, you uh, younger people, submit yourselves to, you, to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And and I put this I put this thought down. If God resists the proud, then people are bound to. If God resists the proud, then people are bound to. We've got to be humble and submit. We've got to be willing, willing to submit. And one of the greatest illustrations, I was talking to Dan Tebbets this week, and one of the greatest illustrations that I had uh, come to mind was his friend uh, in his small group. We have people that, go, that don't go to church here that are in our small groups. And, uh, and uh, he, he was telling me that, he, uh, Dan was telling me that this guy does not like writing. He does not like writing uh, after dark and uh, motorcycles he doesn't like riding after dark and he went on a ride and Dan says well why are you riding and the guy says sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do in order to be able to develop good relationships I thought what a what an awesome awesome thought sometimes and submission is giving up your objective your desire in order to embrace somebody else's, and, and in his case, in order to gain influence in people's lives. Isn't that good? Very good. I thought it was great. Let me give you the last thought, and that's uh, number four under having the right method, and that's through friendship. Through friendship. And I thought about this. Uh, this is a, a scripture that impacted my life just recently. I read this scripture and I saw something that, you know how it is, you read, you read through the Bible all the time, you read through it all the time. Maybe you don't know how it is. Maybe you're not reading through your Bible all the time. But you read through the Bible and then you, all of a sudden you see something. It just kind of jumps off the page. This happened to me recently with this scripture. And, and I want you to see this in John chapter 15, verse 15. Uh, Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. We have influence in people's lives that are friends, that we befriend. In order to befriend, our, our life becomes an open book to be read of all men. We, 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 we live our life openly. We don't have the secret religion. We don't have secret lives. We don't have... We, we open our lives, good, bad, and the ugly. People know already that we got issues. And sometimes, I guess, I don't know, this is probably not the only reason why people are secretive with their life, but I, I would venture to say that possibly 
part of the reason is is because they're trying to they're trying to mask some of their flaws. I'm 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 assuming, okay? But uh, I know as I know as a pastor, I I had to come to a point where I just ha- had to become an open book. I'm going to get in people's lives. You're either going to like me or you don't like me. And and I'm going to tell you this, but if you walk away from this relationship, it's your loss. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add value to your life. I'm going to add value to your life. And and I, I, I don't say that in a, uh, in an arrogant way. I don't. I say it in a, in a spirit of humility because I love people. I want to help people, but I just know that what the grace, the work of grace that God has done in my life, and I can, I can be able to be a blessing in people's lives. And I, I'm gonna open up my life. I, I it is open. And and I, I'm enjoying it. There was a if I could go back and relive my 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 life and especially in ministry, I would I would relive this area. I would become with uh, I would become friends with many more people than I did. Uh, and now I'm learning it. I'm enjoying it, and and it's benefiting. And Jesus said, a friend knows what's going on. In in in. And he understands what's going on, and there's a mutual exchange that's taking place there. Isn't that good? And so our ability to relate, to bond, to love, to live with each other as close friends will determine the influence that we get. I hope this helped you. I hope it helped you in your leadership. This can happen in family. This can happen in in church. Uh, This can happen in every area. Let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you.